Hi, I'm Marty Lynn, Certified Dream Builder Coach, and I serve retirement age ladies or ladies near retirement age who are finding that retirement kind of sucks. They're disappointed and frustrated because this season of their lives is not at all the way they had hoped. They're tempted to settle for just good enough, but there's a deep longing within them for freer, fuller lives. I teach them a proven, reliable process for creating vibrant health, loving relationships, sharing their hard-won wisdom and experience by working or volunteering or mentoring, and creating time and money freedom so they can live lives they absolutely love. Welcome to the Dream Big and Bloom podcast. Today, I'm talking about another foundational principle of dream building, which is changing your perceptions or seeing the good in every situation. The reason this is so important is that in order to attract what we would love in our lives, we have to be operating at a high vibrational frequency. If we're feeling discouraged or overwhelmed by outside circumstances or situations, we're vibrating on a very low frequency. This is actually the law of attraction in action. Does this sound challenging to you right now? Well, if you're open to the idea and willing to think about it, you'll find that there are lessons to be learned from this COVID-19 situation that will serve you well in expanding into having a more expansive, joyful, prosperous, and fulfilling life. You've probably figured out by now that economic crises happen every few years. It's actually a fact of life, like the ebb and flow of the ocean. Maybe it's even some kind of a universal law. Anyway, we need to ask ourselves, what can I do to prepare for downturns in the economy and minimize the disruption in my life? There are answers everywhere, and they aren't even new ideas. Did you read Aesop's fables when you were a child? I remember a story about the grasshopper and the ant. I mentioned it to one of my coaching clients recently and was surprised she wasn't familiar with it. Maybe you aren't either. So I did a search to find the story I remember from my childhood, and I found this on the Library of Congress website. Quote, Aesop's Fables, also called the Aesopica or Aesopica, are a collection of stories designed to teach moral lessons credited to Aesop, a Greek slave and storyteller thought to have lived between 620 and 560 BCE. Aesop's fables are some of the most well-known in the world and have been translated in multiple languages and become popular in dozens of cultures through the course of five centuries. They've been told and retold in a variety of media, from oral tradition to written storybooks to stage, film, and animated cartoon versions, even in architecture. The fables remain a popular choice for moral education of children today. Younger scholars will be able to trace the origins of aphorisms such as sour grapes and a bird in the hand. Sound familiar? Do you ever say sour grapes or a bird in the hand? There's an interactive book presented by the Library of Congress, adapted from the book The Aesop's for Children, with pictures by Milo Winter, published by Rand McNally and Company in 1919. It's considered to be in the public domain in the United States. I'll put a link in the show notes 
if you want to see it. Milo Winter's pictures have been transformed for this interactive book, and now readers can interact with the charming illustrations to see and hear them move. Anyway, here's the ants and the grasshopper story. One bright day in late autumn, a family of ants were bustling around in the warm sunshine, drying out the grain they had stored up during the summer, when a starving grasshopper, his fiddle under his arm, came up and humbly begged for a bite to eat. What? cried the ants in surprise. Haven't you stored anything away for the winter? What in the world were you doing all last summer? I didn't have time to store up any food, whined the grasshopper. I was so busy making music that before I knew it, the summer was gone. The ants shrugged their shoulders in disgust. Making music, were you? they cried. Very well, now dance. And they turned their backs on the grasshopper and went on with their work. The moral is, there's a time for work and a time for play. So there you have it from ancient Greece. And there are similar lessons in the Bible and lots of other places, too. And then there are all the modern teachers and people with actual methods, like David Ramsey's Financial Peace Program, Susie Orman and all her books, and many others. And they all advise that you have savings to cover three to six months living expenses. I mentioned this to a friend and he got angry and said that was completely unrealistic because many people aren't able to do that and never will be. They're working for minimum wage or they're living on a fixed income. I really appreciated his concern and caring about people. And at the same time, I felt so frustrated because that's such a common belief. Many years ago, I heard a motivational speaker I don't remember which one it was. I think it might have been Zig Ziglar or Jim Rohn or Stephen Covey. I wasn't able to find the quote on the internet. But anyway, he pointed out that minimum wage jobs are not career paths. They should be viewed as just a temporary source of income while you're preparing to do other things, like going to school or taking technical training. And as for living on a fixed income, Years ago, I remember I heard Louise Hay say, Fixed income? Who fixed it? These situations are choices, and people just don't realize the power they have to change things. There's nothing stopping them except their belief that it's impossible. The United States is the land of opportunity. We have free and relatively low-cost public education, free libraries, and anyone can start their own business online or on the ground. You can advertise your business on Google or Facebook for a small fraction of what it costs large companies to advertise on TV. If your customers love what you provide, you will not even need to advertise. People are happy to recommend good things to their friends. No one can stop you from creating prosperity. If you share your individual unique gifts and abilities, Believe in yourself and keep taking one step at a time. If you know someone who's suffering from lack of prosperity and doesn't realize that they can change that, please refer them to me. I can help, really. What has been a challenge for you that you could avoid next time by taking some steps or doing some things differently? Your awareness and the changes you make will be the gifts from this current situation. What else have you learned that will benefit you in living a great life from now on?
Have you learned something about your relationships, your interests or hobbies, your priorities, your lifestyle, your creativity, your resilience, your spiritual faith? I'd love to know. If you'd share in the comments, just go to dreambigandbloom.com slash blog. No one can stop you from achieving all your dreams if you believe in yourself and keep taking one action step at a time. Do you believe it's possible? If not, why? Do you have questions? I'd love to know. Post them in the comments and I'll answer them. Because my passion is helping people to realize that you were created to have an amazing and fulfilling life. It's your birthright. You don't have to settle for just good enough. You are more powerful than any circumstance, situation, or condition. You absolutely can create the life of your dreams. If you have questions or if you'd like to be coached on the podcast, post in the comments and let me know. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful and that you'll share it with others who can benefit. I believe in you and I'm cheering you on. So dream big and bloom. And be sure to let me know how you're doing by posting in the comments at dreambigandbloom.com forward slash blog. Bye for now.